nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the Pickup app today. That's PKUP and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. We've got uh, one of the doyens of pit lane in Australian motorsport, and that being Phil Keed, a race engineer by trade. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Phil. Thanks, mate. Great to chat to you again. And to you, sir. And um, tell me, uh, you're now race engineering on Scott Pye's car, is that correct? Uh, yes, correct. Uh, it was a bit of a temporary thing when the COVID thing hit and we went down to 11 people and uh, it, it's it's kind of stuck and I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. Um, one of the things I imagine that would be very much in uh, your favour is that Scott is, uh, and I'm not saying that Mark Winterbottom is not, but is that Scott has proven himself to be quite a race performer, more so than, uh, um, than his uh, qualifying performances. Well, yeah, I think it's all a bit contextual, but yes, he, he has always raced very well, especially the last few seasons at Walkinshaw and things. Um, and uh, and it's, it's really quite enjoyable. I mean, I, I love working with Frosty as well, of course, but it's, uh, yeah, it's been really good. I haven't worked with someone with his driving, the way I see it, his driving style for, you know, a long time, so it's actually quite interesting. Just let's talk about your team performance, and because... While you've got somebody new coming into the team in, in Richard Holway, a.k.a. Crosby, um, just looking at your team performance um, this year, last year you, you had some tremendous performances uh, late in the season and you've constantly shown yourselves to be in that next level below the DJR Triple uh, Eight sort of uh, uh, rungs. But um, you, you, in recent times, you've dropped a couple of uh, pegs on uh, what you've been doing earlier this season. I mean, you've shown strong performances in top 10 qualifiers consistently. Do you know why you think you've um, maybe just dropped those uh, couple of levels? It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, um, you know, I think last year we couldn't, the, the way it panned out with, you know, we're really quite young team, to be honest, and we've swapped engineers through last year and Scott was new to the team. We're actually quite a young team in terms of the current structure compared to those sorts of people you're speaking about. You know, we shouldn't be mentioned in the same company, to be honest. So last year I thought went very, very well. Um, that said, I think in the background you need to be, you know, looking for PBs for quite a while before you start saying we're, we're going to be disappointed unless we have a podium. So at the moment I think we could say that that's on a course moving forwards but compared to some of the better ones last year yes it's it's it feels a little bit worse although on a, a two car and a team performance i think it's actually you know if you even out this whole year it's not too bad we're fifth in the teams but very close we we had an unfortunate thing and lost a couple of points and it's a team performance and it's a year year on performance so i'm not too disappointed you always want to go better than you are at the moment though just harking back on a comment you just made earlier 
Um, Scott's driving style, you said a number of years. What is it about his driving style that you haven't encountered in recent times? Well, I mean, I feel like we're only, you know, not even a year into the relationship with him. So I feel like I'm still learning about that. But I guess uh, in Fabian and Mark, probably more ingrained, they're they're probably a a flowing sort of a trail only sort of a, a driver. And that has that comes with it certain strengths that you can maximise and and I guess Scott perhaps uses brake a little more than than some do um, to to turn the car or to work with it, which I think gives him quite an advantage in um, you know in 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 the race sense. But I'll be honest, I I haven't really fully worked it out, or else I could get him to qualify a little bit better than we have at times last year. So I I I'm, feel like we're still learning. Is that a driving style more like Jason Wright, who you worked with some years ago? Um, possibly not. I, f- I feel like in some ways I've influenced some people the way I've tuned the car. I've learned a lot in the last few years, um, which is fantastic, you know, being exposed, working alongside other drivers and, and with some. And I, I think, you know, I'd, I'd probably – I'd say Jason's probably more the, the style where the, it's, it's, it's one long corner. Um, you know, with, with the modern cars, it's probably a little bit more of a people are driving on the brake a little bit more. You have to make the car do things a little, a little more. And and I'm I've been learning the last few years about about that style. And um, this happens. You you end up exposed to only sort of one side of the fence. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm in the middle of a bit of a, a journey myself. I think which leads into, in fact, um, someone who's joined your party in in the uh, Richard Holway, a, a different dynamic. You'd never worked before together this year, had you? We did. Uh, we did briefly, uh, although slightly indirectly. I, in '03 and '04, I was at Team Brock under that same umbrella as HRT, and um, he and I, and uh, you know, all of the guys there. To be honest, I, I felt like we worked really well together. And and Richard and I have always actually bumped whenever we've bumped into each other. I've sort of always felt like we'd we'd probably work together really well again. Um, so I've always wanted to work with him again, and uh, so it's really great to have that opportunity. So obviously one you're, you're both enjoying then. Um, and he's making an impact in terms of the direction on the cars immediately? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, he's, he's so gifted in um, – I mean, he's had a year, a year out as well. So it's, he's – I feel like – and also he's learning this, this style of car, the, 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 the more T8-influenced car. But his, his gift is he, he can just make things happen and uh, he's got a, a really – good overview, a, a sort of a really calm demeanour and um, this has a great way of sort of helping everybody to grow, which is really good. He's a great sounding board, somebody who, who um, you know, he doesn't he doesn't force a direction on everybody, but he he helps us all move forward. And I, I, I feel like this year's results have started very well, possibly not on Car 20 quite as much, but I think Richard's uh, really contributing to that. Maybe we should just talk briefly about um, the uh, new formats and um, the two-day meetings, for instance, you've just come off Simmons Plains. Um, that sort of seemed to work pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does work well. We, us in, I'd say, most of the teams find it pretty pretty strenuous because, um, I mean, we're down to 11 people. In the past, we had, well, more people, and we did all of those things over three days. Um it is absolutely chaotic once the sessions start. That everything's quite close together, 
and you know i mean we've got our team manager does tires on my car at the moment so i mean you know well you see team principals out there pushing tire trolleys down to the dunlop so it's it's chaotic and nobody feels like they're getting anything done to a particularly good level at the moment um which brings its own stresses but it's exciting and i can see that the, the package is really good which is the important thing for the you know for the tv and the and the fans yeah, in fact, you, you raised something about uh, the uh, weekend at uh, Simmons. I don't know how the fans on the hill felt, but uh, as somebody sitting at home watching, it was disappointing to see um, support categories. I've never been a fan of, of the stadium trucks. Um, Aussie racing cars, yes, but it was a very thin support category, um, certainly not what we're used to in supercars, something that hasn't been seen for, for some years, uh, so, so thin on the ground. You're not aware of it, of course, but it's something that's part of the other part of the mix about race weekends. Um, uh, I'm sure it must be a very busy weekend when you've got three, four or more sessions in a day. Yeah, absolutely, Um, because the demands of running the cars, um, both – I mean, the regulatory demands are actually quite high. You know, the the things you have, the sort of hoops you jump through to not get in trouble, um, as well as the sort of the competitive demands. And, you know, everybody's sort of battling along. You, you can choose to have less mechanics, less engineers, but it's just um, – so, yeah, that, that makes it very busy. Uh, and, I, and I think in a year we'll probably, if it stays like this, we'll probably all be quite good at it. But at the moment we're trying to do the sort of things we did before with more people. Uh, but with less people. And so, yeah, it just sort of feels like a bit of a crunch. Have you worked out what you don't need yet? Or are you still trying to find out what isn't critical to success by not doing it? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yes. We're we're slowly, you know, I mean, we're going through these things because, first of all, you just have to make sure that it's reliable. and, And, you know, we feel like, there's some things we can definitely take off the list that we feel uh, in some way performance or, you know, just, just some of the checks on the car, whether you throw it on the patch after each session or just wait till that night. It's all fine until, you know, the, the one weekend in 10 where you get to the end of the day and there was something you didn't, you didn't pick up. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and we're adapting. We just have to learn to, to take some of the things off the list um, go back to focusing on on running the car. At the, at the moment, I feel you know there's quite a challenge in the in the regulatory thing. I mean, there's a lot of things we have to you know supply for supercars, keep running, um, make sure we're legal and compliant, and that that probably is more than more than some categories, I would say. And how did you find the new qualifying system? Um, oh, I don't know. I. I not a massive fan of any of these qualifying systems, to be honest. I mean, I feel like it drags it out, but it's convoluted. We don't really have enough tyres. There's just a bunch of short outings with, like, gaps in between. Um, I think the the positive that contributes is there's mixed-up grids, which I can see how that works. But as an engineer, I find, you know, I think we all, to some extent, find it slightly chaotic and... Um, slightly painful, but we'd all like it if if our engineering work could just contribute to pace without any external factors. Um, so you know, my my own view is probably a bit selfish there. I can I can see that it's contributing to good racing by by having the grid sort of artificially mixed up though. Just moving away from uh, 
the race weekend and, and looking at your role as a race engineer, you, you, do you have a role as well as design engineer now or because of COVID and things changed that much that that's no longer part of the equation for you? Well, you know, I started with the team in a, in a role of, uh, I, I guess, more of an overseeing guiding role with, with uh, you know, two other engineers running Frosty and that evolved and the plan still was to carry on with that, although... I would say, you know, I felt I could have an impact in that role, but being remote made it quite difficult. Um, I think the model that we have now where, uh, you know, Krusty is able to be at work, he's got the technical leadership, he's the right guy for that sort of role, he's there every day, all the time. Um, and, and actually, race engineer, out of anything, you probably can do that remotely better when there's a really good structure back at back at base. So I feel like the fit at the moment is quite good, and I'm 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 really enjoying it to be honest. You're still up on the Gold Coast, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. So I try to come down to Melbourne. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we we dropped it back a bit in the COVID thing because it, you know obviously budgets and things are tight, but you know try to come down once between each round, um, not necessarily for every debrief and pre-brief, uh, but yeah, try to be down down there for a couple of days between each round. In fact, you had quite an interesting. Uh experience with the COVID bubble and particularly I guess you were glad it was school holidays because it seemed like the whole family got a hiking adventure down in Victoria for a couple of weeks before going to Tassie. Yeah it was funny actually I mean I have to point out it was nothing on the scale of what the Victorian teams endured last year Um, but yeah I just it sort of short notice had to bail out of Queensland um and so I just went down and spent some time at work. And then, you know, obviously Supercars recommended we didn't go back for Easter, although some of the other teams, I think, may have. So, yeah, I, I, the flights are really cheap. So I just – my daughter flew down and, and um, I borrowed a tent and everything. And, and Manuel, the other engineer at the team, was hiking out in Feathertop, so out in the – above Bright. So we, we hiked out for the night and um, pitched up out there and, and camped on the mountain. It was absolutely amazing. So – yeah, it turned into a real positive. I had a had a great weekend. Did you do any fishing? No, no, I didn't. I brought my fishing rod, but um, yeah, we just uh, I take it everywhere because I've got a little a little one I can pack in my bag. But um, no, I didn't. We we just focused on the hiking. Uh, away from the hiking and the COVID lockouts and things like that, but um, to something more mundane. But it's going to ramp up over the next few months. Is Gen three. Um, you've been involved in the category for quite some years. Do you think the direction they're going with is correct on what's uh, happening for the next model? Um, well, it's a controversial one, to be honest, and I'm, I, I think everybody's just got a different take on it. So I, I've, I've tried to say a little bit, Satch, I can see how the category needs to um, set itself up, and sometimes that does take a big reset. In my opinion, it's... It's unfortunate in terms of cost and change, uh, but I think it's, you know, so in that way it's painful, but I can see how they feel they need a, a big reset away from the sort of car of future type chassis and its restrictions. My personal focus is that um, along with Gen 3, I think a big, my personal view, you know, there's no harm in, in, in fixing a lot more components, saving some of those costs. Um, and a big aero reduction, I think, will yield quite a lot in terms of parity, ease of parity, 
you know, reducing costs and the ability of people to spend a lot of money to make an advantage on the other teams and manufacturers. And uh, I think it'll have a positive impact on the racing as well. So that sort of stuff I'm interested in the, yeah, I I think we're all looking at it going, how on earth is that, you know, is it going to land on the track by January next year with no problems? So I've heard various people, including the wonderful, mighty great Peter Addison suggesting that maybe we should whistle 23. It's already been stalled once. It's hard to believe that the category could cope with another, you know, stall on it. Uh, the other thing that seems sort of rather strange is the difficulties for anyone who runs in Super 2. I mean, not that you'd be concerned about the sales price of cars, but there's got to be some problems there looming ahead for it. Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, 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 I guess I've, I've tried to sort of step, you know, away or put that out of my mind a little bit. Particularly, we've got Richard down at work. He's such a such a great sort of product development guy. So he's he's really been sort of looking at it a lot more closely than I have. Um, yeah, and I go, you're right with Super Two. I mean, I, I see it it's shifting. If you look at, we, we've already got the structure at Team Eighteen. I think that suits um, the uh, the Gen Three model where where you. You know, previously teams have had five, six engineers because you can justify a lot of design work, um, various other things. And I think it's going to shift more towards where it's hard to justify much beyond the 11 that can go to the track or hopefully they make it 12 next year or, or whatever it is. And so, you know, there, there may be a shift towards specific manufacturing or customer support outfits separate to the race team I, I, I sort of see that shifting a little bit um so you'd hope there'll there'll still be people who are, are good at running customer cars you know and i think there's probably a niche there as well for people who make certain parts at a competitive price um but i it, i think at the moment that's done within the same uh, unit as the race team and i see that shifting quite a bit in fascinating to talk phil i, I look forward to catching up with you probably at tail and bend um when i'll be there um, and uh, is that a track that uh, you enjoy as an engineer to go to? I know the drivers do. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have said it's a track I really enjoy. I mean, we touched on sort of your driving styles and the style of car and things, and and everyone engineers have a tuning style as well, and and mine is still I feel adapting to the T8 car. And so it's a track where I think there's there's certainly challenges to make the T8 car work well. At, at that track so I probably would be looking forward to it more in previous eras but you know it is it's a great facility um there's low deg you can you know there's lots of things to work with there and, and no I'm excited I think we had a great year in 19 with Mark a pretty good year with Scott last year um and yeah we're, we're looking to sort of show some good gains again after Tassie it'll be um All it'll right, be great well, to see you see you down there anyway I haven't had a chat you know personally for ages haven't haven't seen you around the track for a while Indeed. Um, and I'm going to give you a question on notice because you always get a bit of homework. And, and the question is, I've been actually uh, asking drivers and, and got quite a few of them so far, is their, their, their best drive. And that quite simply is their best drive. Not their best race, not their best win or anything like that. And I'd love to hear an engineer's view of that same thing. So it's not a race win. It's when you felt you're on top of your game, given a driver the car that he can go and perform with. So that's the question I'd like uh, to put to you, Phil, to give me an answer at uh, Dale and Ben. Oh, yeah, well, that's actually, that's pretty cool. I like, I like the idea of that. And you're right, it's not always, uh, it's not always the, the, 
the highest pinnacle achievement. Um, so yeah, no, I'll definitely. I've got probably got a few to troll through. That'll be that. That's done. Wonderful, Phil. Great to talk to you. I look forward to catching up at Tail and Ben. Thank you for joining us on Inside Supercars. Great to talk to you, mate. I'll see you down there. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.